Welcome to the Bast Institute's A Taste of Original Thinking podcast. My name is Michelle Sherman, and we're here today to encourage, inspire, and sprinkle a little optimism throughout your day. Our world and life require new and innovative solutions, thus the need for original thinking. On today's episode, we welcome Jenny Miller, an amazing and gifted woman. She's going to be sharing with us a little bit about navigating the process of self-discovery. We love that if asked because of our self-wisdom thoughts. But first, allow me to clarify, what is original thinking? It's a bold step on the path towards illuminated living. One of our favorite thought leaders, Albert Einstein, said, We cannot solve our problems with the same level of thinking we used when we created them. You know that we agree with Albert, because have you ever been stuck while trying to solve what seemed to be an impossible problem and experienced the same results over and over again? It's because sometimes our minds are like rivers. They flow where they have been before. The vast curriculum is designed to liberate you from the unwanted eddies of life in self-awareness, professional development, leadership, relationships, emotional wisdom, and creativity. Our Taste of Original Thinking podcast series examines both the finest encouragement VAST has to offer from its three decades of navigating outcomes for clients and community, plus guest original thinkers who generously share their wisdom and radiant ideas. And today, I am so delighted to welcome Jenny Miller, very brilliant lady, clinical hypnotherapist, author, energy intuitive, kind-hearted change agent, and she specializes in bliss-born childbirth hypnosis and transformational energy work. She's here to discuss navigating the path of self-discovery, and we would love to see this through her lens because Jenny has had a very amazing life and has brought so much wisdom to this topic. Well, welcome, Jenny. It is such a delight to have you here today. Thanks, Michelle. It's great to be here. And, you know, I'm so thrilled to be on your podcast, and I've admired your work for many, many years. One of the things that I really appreciate about who you are and what you do is you empower people and organizations. And through that empowerment, you allow people to really have their authenticity emerge and so they can really be in the world and be successful. So thank you. That is so sweet. And I'm blushing because I really appreciate that. If that's what you think I have been up to, I'm delighted and honored. And I have been up to that. (laughs) So that's so sweet. But I want to ask you a little bit about your background. And, and, you know, you you came from corporate. And here we are talking about transformational energy work and alchemy, uh, being an alchemist. And I just want to say, how did you make that transition? What When did you bring your focus and your talent to the arena of of transformational energy work? What prompted that, perhaps? I was uh, in the corporate world. I had a very, very successful career, but I wasn't feeling very fulfilled. And I got to a point where I just felt like there was this yearning that wanted to be expressed. Honestly, at that time, I wasn't exactly sure what was calling me forth. But I just knew that there was something that was stirring within me that I wanted to explore. So I took a huge leap. I left the corporate world. I left the safety it provided. And I went ahead and jumped into the unknown. And from there, I started this amazing journey of self-exploration and discovery. The alchemist part came first. And it was just actually a few days after I'd left my job that I had coffee with a very dear 
trusted friend. And in the conversation that we had, he asked me this really important, I think, pivotal question. And the question was, what archetype did I feel best described me? Without any thought, the words just came right out of my mouth. I don't know if you've ever had one of those situations where just you're surprised because it's almost like you're watching yourself. Absolutely, Jenny, I have. Well, so what came out of my mouth was, I'm an alchemist. I said it with such conviction and such confidence. That was surprising. But even more so, at that point, I had heard the term once or twice, and this is like way back in the early 2000s. So we're, we're, we're not even talking about alchemy being in the forefront of a lot of conversations. Jenny, at that point, it was something that people studied from the Middle Ages of turning lead into gold. That's what people thought when they spoke of alchemy in earlier times. Exactly. So I went home and I looked up what an alchemist was and I found indeed that was actually what you had just shared the, the case. So I started looking at all the different ways in which that fit for me and I started to see a pattern from that coffee with that friend and convincingly declaring to myself and to to him that I was an alchemist, I started to have all these synchronicities occur for me. And and one of them was this opportunity to go take a four-day course in energy. And it focused on chakras and meridians and sacred geometry and light and the energy bodies, all of which... I didn't have very much experience or knowledge about. I went to that workshop and I felt like I was home. Awakening happened. May I just say synchronicities, for those who might not have known what that is, is when all these things start lining up that you can't believe are working in your favor. Yeah. So that's how it all happened. That's how I became aware that I'm an alchemist. So With the energy work and with the hypnotherapy that I do, I assist people in their own self-discovery process. And what we do is we discover what is limiting them, what beliefs or emotions or patterns are preventing them from having the life that they really, really choose or being the person on some level that they know who they are, but just haven't gotten to that place yet. It's about their two energies on earth. There's fear and there's love. Using the lens of the alchemist, fear is the lens, and love is freedom. It's expansive. So may I ask about the newness of the, let's say, metaphysical realm or explanations or discovery of the chakras or or energy healing? You said you hadn't uh, had that experience before. Was it something that you had heard about, or was it brand new, or was it something that perhaps people had mentioned in, in whispers? Or Because some people are a little bit uncomfortable because they're not familiar with the fact that it's all based on loving intent. They may not be familiar with some of those other opportunities. Right. At that point, I had experienced acupuncture, so I was familiar that there were were energies that ran through the body that were not something that I could see with my eyes, but I could feel them. And I knew that acupuncture was an art that had been practiced in China and in other Asian cultures for thousands of years. 
And I had heard of chakras, but I really didn't know much about them. I had done a lot of reading for many, many years. So a lot of my knowledge, quote unquote, came from books that I had read or conversations that I had. And again, another synchronicity, when I left my corporate job, I was invited into a women's group. They were having all these conversations about metaphysics. Mm -hmm. And so it was like this interest that I had had all of a sudden then had a rich environment in which for me to to get more information, to have conversations around. So all of this started to kind of unfold at the same time. Right. You had fellow explorers and they were just as hungry and curious to understand how to be in right relationship to the universe as you were. Yeah. <laughs> I love exactly. it. Well, let me ask you, when we talk of the universe and how best to heal it, you I've heard you say with great confidence, energy is everything. How does knowing that or experiencing that aid in, in our healing path? What's the benefit of understanding or considering that energy is everything or everything is energy? Everything is energy, yes. So we are light, we're sound, we're vibration. Everything that exists is vibrating on some level. Generally, it's not something our physical eyes can pick up. But with some of our technology these days, we can we can hear the sound of planet Earth. We can hear we can the whales hear, communicating we through the, the oceans. Exactly. So all of this is what makes up the fabric of our universe. And our thoughts, our beliefs, our emotions are all energy. And our energy, because we're a collection of our thoughts, our beliefs, our emotions, create our reality. And because that is true, we have the power to change our reality by changing the vibration that we carry, the, the vibration of our thoughts, our beliefs, and our emotions. And once we're aware of a limiting idea or a, a thought or an emotion, we can choose a different possibility. We can create something different. That's the original thinking we're talking about. I love it. And a positive imagination. It's, it's understanding that, from what you're saying, Jenny, that people who were brought up or see life a certain way can tweak how they perceive of things and how they approach them, whether it's emotionally, intellectually, physically, and get better results. And the alchemist is someone who helps guide them on, in that process. Correct. Exactly. Fabulous. Thank you. Tell me about the transformational energy work and, and how that relates to the process of self-discovery. Is that something that is uh, flexible? Is it something that sometimes is very difficult to work with? Tell us a little bit about working with those elements of transformational energy work and what people can expect if it's new to them or expect if, uh, if they're thinking about uh, considering it. Sure. All of these thoughts and emotions and beliefs are stored within ourselves. They're stored within our minds, particularly our subconscious mind, and also stored within our, our energy bodies, which are these fields of energy that exist around our physicality, almost like a bubble. So they are stored in those areas. And by discovering either through 
hypnotherapy or through other means, what some of these limitations are, we can transform them and release them. We can transmute them by bringing in a higher frequency of emotion or thought, dissolving, releasing, transmuting, whatever the term is that you want to use, that that limitation Mm -hmm. and creating something that's going to be of a higher frequency and therefore allow one to embody more of that type of energy. Wonderful. May I see if I fully understand how you approach this? So if I'm willing to, the hypnosis or the ability to release things that are of a vibration or of a character that no longer serve me, and I can do that intentionally, consciously, but sometimes there are things like little dust bunnies in the corners that I don't get to. And in doing that, it's helpful for me to then make room for what I do want. <laughs> is that is that what I'm hearing? Because some people have not done hypnotherapy. It's kind of mysterious and it's wonderful. It just really helps out with the dust bunnies in the corners of, of uh, you know, because we, we don't hear what dogs hear. We don't fully perceive everything that is going on. And that's, that's a blessing when you understand how to work with it. The mind is amazing. We have such power within our mind. And when we learn how to work with it consciously, we can harness this amazing Mm -hmm. resource and that can assist us in creating the life that we wish. I completely agree. And we, in Kindling the Flame, we talk about memes and we talk about cognitive replenishment. And there are things that impact us that we are not even aware of. Let me ask you, what have you discovered about yourself that's been most magical or most delightful? I would say that I've come to discover that I'm a magical, amazing being. And I'm not saying that from an ego standpoint, but the life that I have now is so different from where it was at the start of this journey. And there have been bumps and disappointments and some of the other things that we can all travel through. However, I wouldn't go back. I mean, to discover that I can change those areas or those things within me that are fear-based into something that is more from that place of gratitude and love and compassion and forgiveness is, it just, it makes life easier and much more enjoyable. But a lot of us just don't realize it. I do. And for for the work that we do here at VAST, self-cherishment, self-wisdom, I, I realize that most people are very concerned that if they really knew who they were, they might not like themselves, they might not like that person. But what I have found is that we're absolutely magnificent to the core. We just don't always know how to work with it, or we didn't know what to do with it, or it wasn't safe to express it. But when given the ability to really see who we are, there's such beauty that we do not always appreciate about ourselves, most assuredly. So let me ask you a little bit about childbirth, the Blissborn childbirth work that you do. Because in loving oneself here at Fast, what we believe is if you love yourself or know who you are and you can be with your wholeness, 
then you most assuredly will be a better friend, neighbor, family member, lover, colleague. All sorts of wonderful things come out of that. And I also believe that how people are born matters. Uh, I made sure my daughter had a gentle birth, and I was told it wasn't going to be easy. A lot of people try to talk me out of it, but it's one of the gifts I could give her. So I'm personally very interested in understanding more about the Blissborn work that you do. And how do you think it, uh, it impacts the world when people do something? Please explain what Blissborn is and how it impacts the world when people choose make a choice like that, in your opinion. Well, Blissborn is a course that I teach to women and their birth partner who are generally in the third trimester of their pregnancy. And what I'm doing is I'm teaching them life skills through the lens of the birthing experience. And I'm helping the couple learn about how to work with the mind-body connection because our bodies will follow what our minds are, are saying. So if we're in a space of fear, there's contraction. And there can be pain as a result of that contraction. And then there can be more fear and tension and then more of that, and it can cycle out of control. So when a mother is giving birth and she's in a place of peace and calm and love, her body is just going to naturally open naturally the way it is built to. and then the baby can emerge more easily. And the mother and the baby share so much. At that stage of development, the baby doesn't have filters in place the way we do as adults. And so any thoughts or emotions the mom is having, the baby thinks is theirs. And there's a lot of research right now that's showing that babies experience pain when for many years, there was just this thought that they didn't. Well, that's, that's totally untrue. And also, with the child in utero, there's a consciousness there. So the child is aware of what's happening in their environment. So in utero, as well as do the birth experience, the child's aware of what's going on. And if mom is in a fight or flight experience, she, her, her body's creating certain hormones, cortisol, adrenaline, um, in a state of fear. And all of that is going into baby because of the connection on the physical level between the two mm-hmm. through the placenta. So fear and potentially anger or trauma, any of those kinds of emotions or thoughts, they get imprinted on the baby's nervous system and on his or her mind. So when they come into a world from that place, then that experience and those energies set up one's experience of life. So if you, on the opposite end of the spectrum, if you have a child that's coming into the world where it's calm, where Mm -hmm. it's peaceful, where it's loving, then that's imprinted on the mind and on the nervous system and in the cells. So it's a very different experience. And we just are different as human beings if we come into the world from that place. Absolutely. Well, uh, I, in 1990, decided to do natural childbirth. 
and the Bradley method and have coaches. People thought I was nuts and they tried to talk me out of it, as I said, and I stuck to my guns and thought if you could do it in a field with a couple of girlfriends for thousands of years, you could probably do it naturally. And I was right. Clara was born naturally, but I had a fight for that because people were trying to save me from experiencing that it was possible or pain or a disappointment. And I am absolutely sure that that was one of the greatest gifts I gave her because I had read that people who are drugged when they're born, sometimes they're more prone towards addictions. They're more prone towards a lot of different things. And I also wanted her to be as healthy as possible and as present as possible. We did a LeBoyer bath as well. And mm-hmm. we were the only and first one in Providence was the name of the hospital at the time. And so it was a lovely thing to have that experience, but I was protected by people who allowed me to understand the calm and the peace was our choice and we needed to create it. I love that part of it. So Jenny, I thank you so much. This is an amazing exploration into understanding oneself on so many different levels allows you to then be present and your work in, in all these areas, the bliss born childbirth work is all pointing towards the same thing, and that is bringing people from that fear you talked about to a place of love. Is that what I'm hearing? That it's all, it's really truly moving people from one place to another, and that's the, that's the alchemist in you. Is yes, yes, it is, it is. I love it. So, let me ask you: Is there anything that you would like for our community to hear, our viewers, our listeners to hear, as they go among their day, as they go out into the world right now, things are a little unclear for some. Um, People are unsure exactly how they can keep themselves healthy and safe in the world and be there for themselves and the people they care about and the people they want to work with. What would you want them to know about the work, the transformational healing, the ability to bring babies in with such peace and calm that that is sends a ripple of, of joy and peace throughout humanity? What would you want those folks to hear? I would say, so keep choosing the love keep choosing those higher higher vibrational thoughts and emotions keep transmuting the lead into gold when we align and embody the love that we are at our core when we do that we shift and change ourselves individually and as we do that individually we shift and change the whole as we change our consciousness we change the global consciousness. And it's through that that we really create freedom for ourselves and for others. Thank you, Jenny. I am so touched that you were here today. And I deeply appreciate you, your work. And I know that there's continued great things coming from your corner of the planet. And thank you so much. I I just want to say to those who are listening that Jenny Miller is a clinical hypnotherapist. She is an author, an energy intuitive, and she is available to talk with people who might want to know a little bit more about her work. She's very gentle. I can speak well to the fact that I feel very safe whenever I've done work or have been around Jenny. She's just a really delightful, inclusionary, kind-hearted, and wonderful lady. And you can get in touch with Jenny at Heart Harmonics Hypnotherapy. 
Heart Harmonics Hypnotherapy. Please let us know and we would be happy to give you the URL. Put that up if people need it. And BlissfulEasyBirth.com blissfuleasybirth.com and wouldn't the world be an amazing place if all of us were born into a state of joy and bliss I think that uh, that would make a huge difference well I just want to say before we close that VAST has been built around a simple premise what I do matters and that's what Jenny was just talking about what you do, how you discover uh, all aspects of yourself, how you become at peace through the work that she's talking about, the transformational energy work, all of that is because who you are and what you do matters. You contribute your beauty and your love to the greater good. And this idea was created through original thinking. And it's not only a tagline, but reflects our commitment to personal responsibility as an empowering perspective. It guides us to take responsibility for the life we create and the impact we have on those around us. By acknowledging this, we can amplify our success and influence in the world. If you would like to become an original thinker, creating a quality of life beyond your imagination, or find out a little bit more about how to get in touch with Jenny, please visit our website at www.vastinstitute.com where you can review our courses, our blogs, our podcasts, and subscribe to our newsletter, and we will keep you informed of our latest offerings. Thank you so much to Jenny Miller, and thank you very much for being part of The Solution. We appreciate you here at VAST. Have a great day. 